There it is, guys. Give it up for us for being here. <laughs> Thank you. All right, people. My name is Tim Black. We're back to the Black Table. It is Sunday. It's a little after 7. What did a group call after 7? Yep. There it was. After 7 and take 6. Take 6 nice. and a bit. <laughs> wow. So, so... Welcome to the party. It's the R&B struggle. That's what we got here, the R&B struggle. We the R&B couple. Check it out, guys. Uh, my name is Tim Black. I'm the host of this show, and I'm so glad to welcome you to it. Um, me and Mrs. Black were discussing. She is my she is my other half. Some say my better half, the only half. Give it up for Mrs. Black. Good evening, and welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Please be sure to hit that like button on the way in. Share tonight's content. Share it. And engage. And engage. Engage with it. Check it out, man. Um, I was telling Mrs. Black, there were some folks in my comment section that uh, they were responding. They were saying some things they wanted us to talk about. These aren't news items. So before we get the show started, let's address a couple of them. One is parents teaching kids to be responsible. And, and I guess the comment is saying we don't have that anymore. Like, Kids are out of pocket. So, like, I'm going to go first, and I'll just say, <clears throat> um, just because this is you know, primarily my show, it's not a, that I don't you know, put let ladies go first, uh, but uh, I'll say this. In order for parents to teach kids to be responsible, that would mean their asses would have to be responsible. That's not always the case. Age doesn't make you responsible. Being responsible makes you responsible. It actually, consequences make you responsible. Nobody wants to be responsible. Not really. You want to do what you want to do. Um, it takes wisdom to kind of like make yourself be responsible because you see it as the best way to conduct your life. But yeah, it's not a given that people are responsible just because they're old. What do you think, Mrs. Black? think that it's a whole new generation of parenting. Um, I know growing up, you know, getting into trouble and actually being disciplined um, to a certain extent. <laughs> and so, I hear somebody getting a belt. <laughs> so, I mean, for me uh, personally, and actually I don't even, for me personally, um, I grew up in a very strict household. And so I tended to be a little lenient on my on my children. A little. Well, lean back. I, I, I preferred lean back. Lean to back. talk with them. Lean to back. To have a discussion before the discipline settled in. So I want to make sure that you are clear on what our um, what our rules are. Do you understand the rules? We've laid them down. If there's some confusion there, come and talk with us about it. If there's something that you're not getting, let us know before you start getting in trouble for knowing what you're supposed to do and deciding not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we need to, you know, be a little bit more, not so much lenient, but I think we have to be open and understanding to our, our children um, we wow. are the adults, of course. The children are not our friends. You know, they're little people that we need to um, raise because one of these days they're going to be in the world and they're going to be dealing with 
you know, different types of situations that have consequences. We want to be able to show what those consequences are now. So when they're out there, they are responsible adults. Which all sounds good in theory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so y'all going to have me going to, you know, this is my wife, right? <laughs> so let me say this, man. There's different parenting styles. And my wife and I have different parenting styles. For instance, she'll say, and look, son, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> my youngest son, she said, hey, he need to take a shower. She'll tell me this. <laughs> he was helping with the groceries, and he, I smell boy, woo. <laughs> now, she won't say that to him. She said it to me. So as he came down this morning for breakfast, I said, hey, go take a shower. You said a shower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean take one? I was like, yeah, you. Before you come in my kitchen, go let the water hit you in the ass. And he went up and took a shower. She would rather say, don't you think it would be a good idea if you took a shower? I'm offended. <laughs> Don't you want to take a shower? Wouldn't you like to take a shower? So I don't leave. I tell kids what to do. They are kids. I say, go take a clean your room. Now, wouldn't it be better if you could walk in here <laughs> without hurting yourself in your own room? <laughs> and I'm like, clean this damn room up. It's crazy. What is wrong with you? I knew I shouldn't have kids. Um, but, um, yeah, kids, um, some kids, uh, I think parenting has a lot to do with irresponsible kids. That's, that's where I'm at, you know, and if people don't, if kids are less responsible than they, than they used to be, I think it's because parents are less responsible than they used to be. The rules are sort of changed. And as she pointed out, Mrs. Black said, some parents think they, they, they're friends with their kids. That's crazy. So that's, we can see, we could go all day on this. We're only going to do one topic because we, uh, I don't want to do disservice to the next topic. What do you think? You got, yeah. You know, because I, I could just keep going. Yeah, I, I think we're good. I think we, unless you have some other points to make. <sighs> what, I, what can I say, man? Because yeah, we start getting into corporal pun. I'll say this. I'm a better parent now than I was 10 years ago. I don't take things personal. I think um, you got to be able to re remove yourself and say, you know what, it's got nothing to do with me. This, this little person here has got to figure this out. But we're not talking five years old. Like, our kids are older, you know. I'm a better grandpa than I was a dad only because I'm wiser. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Like, okay. They're going to do what kids do. There's certain things kids are going to do, but when you're younger, you're like, how dare you? Yeah. What the... I'm dead. What is wrong with you? Other kids wish they had a dad like me. See the way I'm yelling? Don't they love? They would love this. I love you. That's what love look like. They're like, okay. He love me. But um, don't, um, to, to parents out there who are wondering if the kids are going to think you're too heavy, they know you love their ass. They try to manipulate you. They know you love them. They know when you're telling them to wash their ass or eat their vegetables or don't hang out so late and stop smoking funny cigarettes or don't drink liquor. Don't, don't be with them bad kids over there. Don't do this. Don't do that. They know that's love underneath. They just want to pretend like they don't know. They know. 
Yeah, and that's bottom line, what you said. Love. love. It, it's all coming from love. This part of the podcast reminded me of an excellent scene from an excellent movie that was also a play on Broadway, a hit. It stars Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. The name of the movie is Fences. And the scene is, I ain't gotta like you. Uh, it's Corey Juan Adepo asks his father, Denzel, a simple question and gets a, a, a simple answer. Here it is. Can I ask you a question? What the hell you got to ask me? Mr. Stewiggy, the one you got the questions for. How come you ain't never liked me? Like you? Who the hell said I got to like you? What law is there say I got to like you? Want to stand up in front of my face and ask a damn fool-ass question like that? Talking about liking somebody. Come here, boy, when I talk to you. Straighten up, goddammit. I asked you a question. What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. Nigga, as long as you in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you. I go out of here every morning. I bust my butt putting up with them crackers every day because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. It's my job. It's my responsibility. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put your behind on my bed because you're my son. Not because I like you, because it's my duty to take care of you. I owe a responsibility to you. Now, let's get this straight right here now before I go along any further. I ain't got to like you. Mr. Rand don't give me my money. Come pay day because he like me. He give it to me because he owe me. Now, I don't give you everything I got to give you. I give you your life. Me and your mama worked that out. Between us and liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Then get the hell out of my face and get on down to that A&P. Wow. Yeah. Well, I love doing this show with Mrs. Black because we'll be getting it in and we have the ability to... You know, have a great audience. Give it up for my people on Facebook, my people on YouTube. Um, my Patreon members who make this show possible, I want to thank you guys. Because I know a lot has changed. <laughs> a lot has changed. I appreciate y'all rolling with us as we go through these changes. And I like this so far. This is this is dope. Uh, Mrs. Black... Um, do you mind sharing the agenda with the folks that tell them what's on the itineraries? Um, not at all. Uh, tonight we'll be discussing Target loses market cap, debt ceiling shenanigans, uh, the Republican primary candidates are announced, uh, Wanda Sykes dunks on Dave Chappelle, Oath Keeper sentence and Matt Walsh, Sean King raises money for chronic back pain. Um... 
<laughs> this is episode nine of the Black Table, Tim Black's Black Table, by the way, because there are other black tables, but ain't no black table like this black table because hey. this black table don't stop. <laughs> It ain't no table like a Tim Black table because the Tim Black table don't. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Target loses market cap. So this is crazy. First of all, like no one on the left or the center. Well, they're not talking about this. This is something that you find mostly or almost exclusively on the right. And that's what happened to Target. In fact, the only reason why I really know about it is because I use a service called Ground News. And I think my man Bucky, he texted me, he said, Tim Black, where do you get your news from? I get my news from Ground News. Ground News. It's in the description. And um, I'm going to send it out to all my Patreon people because what it does is it, it tells you about the news you're about to consume. It's like, is it on the left or is it on the right? Is it in the center? Is it has it been fact checked? Is it factual? Um, the history of the entity. See, like we have to get better at the type of news we consume now. So ground news, and I got a I got a link for you guys. I'm teaming up with them, but I actually use their app before I teamed up with them. So I highly recommend it, and that's why I know about this story. So. Target lost $9 million in market capitalization. They actually dropped, their stock dropped because they had some, they got some uh, Pride Pride Month stuff going on in their stores and a lot of conservative folks don't like that shit. So, um, hey, hey, people are mad at Target because Target's like, whoa, okay, we're getting a lot of backlash. We lost a lot of money. Our company's a lot less attractive. Our stockholders are like, what the hell is going on, Johnson? We're talking about going from $74.3 billion to $65.3 billion in like a couple of days. Yeah. 74 to 65. That's a, that's a change there. That's almost $10 billion, Johnson. Huge chunk of change. Huge chunk of change. So, yeah, we ain't talking about no small potatoes. So, Target had to readjust. But before we get into their readjustment show, question to the audience, man. Does the market matter or what? Like, real talk, like, if you got a business and you, come on, man, does anybody really believe that Target did this for any other reason than to get cool points. You think they really care about LGBTQIA? Do you really think they do? See, corporations by and large are not people. <laughs> They're there for profit. So do you really think the, the Target said, let's celebrate Pride Month and let's put a bunch of babies' clothes with, with trans and LGBTQ-friendly uh, insignia and, and, and words, captions. You think they did that because they just love the gays? Because if that's the case, they love the gay folks and the LBGTQs last year, right? Right. And the year before that, right? Exactly. So, like, what? why you suddenly give a damn? Because they want to virtual signal. Okay, you want them, you think that's good for the business? Fine. It's a price to pay for that. 
I, my opinion about this changed because at first I was like, well, look, I'm with Gavin Newsom. If you say you're going to ride for some folks, you should ride for them. Then I thought about it. No, I'm not with Gavin Newsom. Gavin's trying to score political points. Of course, Target is hypocritical. And they start taking the shit off the shelves when the shit hit the fan. That's what corporations do, baby. The corporation is not there to save gays or make gays more comfortable with life. That corporation does not care one way or the other. When the corporation puts out a black a Black History Month something, that's to appease liberals. That's to ride the wave. It's called getting, it's a currency, it's actual term for it. With a green wash or something wash. Somebody knows it. Put it in the comment section. So Target is reaping what Target sows, which is phony baloney, ride the woke train. And I got no problem with wokeness. But if you ain't authentic, you're going to come out as a hypocrite. So maybe I do agree with Gavin. But not for the reasons he does. Because he's doing the same thing. He riding the wave. Target. Some things are overblown. People are, f- are faking the funk and lying and exaggerating, which is always the case. They're not selling uh, anatomy part hiding swimsuits for babies. Mm, right. That's crazy. Like, who put that out there? See, that's when you lose me. When you go too damn far with the smear. Now, they got some clothes that's in rainbow colors and shit that I would buy my kids. Because my kids, on, my kids when they was four, two, three, four, five, six, ain't know nothing about sex or who was attracted to what. They was attracted to pizza and chicken nuggets, cotton candy. So that's nonsense. And I'm, it, so that's why I don't like, so, so there's a lot of phoniness going on. Mrs. Black, uh, interject. If this, what, what do you think? Do you think Target is doing this because, why did Target put this shit in the store to begin with? What do you think? It's a thought. It ain't ain't no fact. I think it's an appeasement. They're trying to appease a community. Um, However, it seems like where they set set these products up, um, that particular, those particular communities um, just didn't agree with them to the point where employees were being threatened and displays of the the, the merchandise uh, was being tipped over and there was a there was just a huge backlash so maybe what they thought was a good idea um, again to appease a certain group of folks a, a, a bigger backlash came from those who opposed it so I agree people love comparing this to black folks they oh. say oh well yeah well I don't I don't remember them putting any black any black pride, but okay, who cares? Say they did. We are 13% of the population. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We buy a lot of shit from Target. So I could see that. I wouldn't say that means that they ride with us. They're trying to capitalize off of us because this is a capitalistic system. But when Target does it, it's like, well, they are are good people. This is a good company that cares. Yeah, yeah. Um, exploitation of vulnerability, pretending to be your friend, does not make them your friend. Once again, hey, look, if you don't know where I stand on this, I personally 
Don't care who you date. Don't care who you see. Don't care. If you want to change, do it. Shit. You live once and we only get a short ride. And if you think you would enjoy that ride around the sun uh, just so many times in a certain whatever, do it, man. I support that. And you should be treated with the utmost respect. That's how I see that. But as for the market rejecting a company because they do something they don't like, that happens all the time, Johnson. And the market decides. I lose customers all the time. They call Patreons, subscribers, fans all the time. And you know what? I don't change my tune because some left. I say, these aren't the people for me. But see, Target can't do that because they never were riding for anything. They don't have any ethics behind it. They're not undergirded by some type of a moral clause, a moral, a moral compass. They don't have to look at Mrs. Black in the eye and say, "Woman, you're still, you, you know, I'm still a good man, right? I'm a man of virtue. I'm a man of integrity, right?" They don't have these types of concerns. With them, it's about bottom line. And if you lose, what what's the percentage on that? Twelve percent drop. Yeah, you need time to rethink some shit. That's called misjudging the market. I don't care what the what the so-called center or the liberals say. That's a big hit. Yeah. That's a big hit. So, yo, and I'm sure there are some LGBTQ people who are like, what the hell is this? I don't think everybody agrees with what Target did, whether they're on the left, the right, the middle, or the outside, the inside, the, the perpendicular. But the market gets to choose if they want to rock with you or not. Now, the violence and threatening employees, thats um, that we can't tolerate that shit. Those employees don't have nothing to say and nothing to do with what the hell Target put on the shelf. Don't like it, don't shop there. Why ain't nobody talking about the violence of conservatives showing up at Target trying to throw hands? Got to hear about Jordan Neely for a fucking two weeks. What about Target workers who can't go to work in peace because you don't like what's on the shelf in aisle 14? Right. Oh, what's this shit about a Satanist? Oh, there was something. Let's see. Um, <laughs> designs by Abralin. I guess I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a London-based company that designs and sells occult and satanic-themed LGBTQ clothing and accessories. Um, have also uh, created a backlash. So, <laughs> see, <laughs> it, it just goes on and on. But it's like you know, all people can do. Um, is express their their activism and, and and I mean I think folks did it the right way by just not buying anything from Target. Right. That's what affected the bottom line, and that's why, you know, they're losing their yeah. stuff. And that's what so, happens. Yeah. So I mean that. What Yo, better, what we have market co- analytics. We have that? conservative people in the marketplace. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone's not a Democrat. I know you think they all should be, but they're not. Everyone's not a liberal. I know you think they all should be, but they're not. So stop acting as if when you make a political, you know you know people are going to disagree with it. When you make that decision, either ride with it or not. Ride with it. Ride with it if you make the decision and expect turbulence. I do. 
I put out a video shitting on uh, DeSantis or DeSantos or or Biden. I know I'm going to catch backlash. I'm not like, oh my God, I said something about Biden. I know I'm expecting it. How could Target put out something with Satanist on it <laughs> and not expect by the Bible belt to go, what the hell is this? Right. I can't believe that. What the, what did the, yeah. so it ain't got nothing to do with it. If I agree with it, I do. First, uh, uh, we, don't, we don't rock no Satanist shit around here. We ain't on that. But uh, I don't care if you do. I just would never buy it. I don't think that would stop me from stopping at the store. I just wouldn't purchase it. I'm not, I'm not a radical in that way. It's like, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, you get what you pay for. How about that? Comment section. Let me know what's up. You guys, it's Target. Like, it's Target. Are they corrupt or is this kind of running the mill for corporations where they try to capitalize off the swings? They try to they try to just get on the good side of whatever and then they catch hell and then uh yeah. Just like we stopped like shopping at places, what what was it? Uh Balenciaga had some shit with some weird stuff and people oh. stopped buying that or you know like something with it had something to do with children. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the entire story. Yeah, they had yeah. kids dressing, they had they had a line of clothes that was like Hey, kid, I don't know, it was something weird, I forget it, but this back, like, they're not the first retailer to face backlash, but it's backlash about LGBTQ issues, so now it's all these other ramifications coming to it. Right. Ah. Uh, comment section, let me know what you think about this. Is Target tripping or is America tripping? And see, that's my point. You can't say America's tripping because they're just consumers. They don't want what you got. Right. They don't. If they don't want it, they don't want it. What are you going to do? We're going to shame them because they don't want us to have these types of, how dare they not? So you're going to tell them that they are um, not Christian-like because they don't want their kids. I don't know. Now, speak with your dollars. Don't use your hands. Don't throw, don't, you know, don't, don't get violent. Just, Shop elsewhere. Exactly. That's all. Yep. Go to what's that store? That online store. <laughs> online. It start with an A. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that one alone too. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, all right. What's next? I could be here all day, guys. You know what it is. Okay. Um. The next one is um debt ceiling shenanigans. A shout out to my person on Facebook who was like, Tim, I think it was Tammy Stroop or Straup. Tammy was like, yo, because I wasn't going to talk about the debt ceiling. But Tammy, when she made the post on Facebook, she made it. She said exactly what I'm thinking. So I'm like, you know what? I guess it's worth saying. People like to hear themselves. Uh, they like to hear what they're thinking out loud, out loud said by someone else. So we'll just do this. So President Joe Biden and McCarthy... They agreed on a bill on principle in order to, you know, keep things running smoothly for a couple more months. Uh, and and they like, you know, so so this is what I hate about politics. And I hate a lot of things. It's one of the things I hate about politics is where they like to pretend that they was fighting a good fight for us. But doggone it, them damn, them damn Republicans. 
and it just came in and ruined it. I was about to get to your freedom, too. I was just about to do right by all y'all, but then my hands are tied because I got opposition over here, and no matter what I do or say, I can't get them to go alone. See, I don't buy that for a second. If we go to the club together, we come home together, or we don't come home. Hey, Democrats, that's how you should be. And if people arrive, people go out and vote for you, people get to your campaigns, they expect the same of your punk ass. When we go to the club, we're supposed to go go together and come back together. It ain't rocket science. <laughs> Democrats like to leave your ass at the club. <laughs> come home, stop off at IHOP, get, get a big stack. Come home, smoke some weed, drink some champagne or whatever, some Dos Locos or some shit, and just be chilling. And look, at your girl house. <laughs> Dos Locos. <laughs> they at your girl house. You get home, you all beat up, barely escaped with your life, missing a tooth, got a black eye. They took your shoe. <laughs> You had to catch a ride home with somebody walking, you hitchhiked. You get home, that nigga, I'm sorry, that person sitting on you, he's sitting with your girl, smoking weed. That's the Democrats. What's wrong, man? Oh, come on, man. Come on, come on. Oh, my goodness. So this death cellar stuff is just a bunch of shenanigans. We was willing to help. We was going to do so much for the poor blacks and the poor whites, the poors. But we just can't do it. Instead, we got to go along with them and cut everything. What are they doing, Mrs. Black? <laughs> well, you have something on here about the student loans. <laughs> yep, they say, oh, we know that know that ten to 20000 That was supposed to be. I remember given. Chuck Schumer's punk ass. We're going to get him to go to 50. <laughs> we can't even get 10. AOC said we're going to get him to wipe it all out. And then it's like there was some discussion about Biden just having the power to sign it away. Yeah, he, he Biden. See that. See, Quadis is kept. The Democrats need a Trump. Mm. Mm. They need a Trump. Somebody who will sign, who will, who will sign an executive order that's unconstitutional as hell. <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll get overturned a couple months later. <laughs> it'll get overturned a couple months later, but that's called fighting a good fight. Right. <laughs> it's he like they, that's why they see see Democrats. See, that's what I, I don't like, man. You fail to see. You can't see that one of the allures of Trump was he would use that pen for evil or good to them. That's what they he would do the pin thing. Biden's like, oh, I can't do it. The pin won't. It won't work. No, the pin, do like this, motherfucker. Do like you gotta this. Find it first. <laughs> I can't find my pin. Jill, Jill, you see my pin? Hilarious. No, no. Look, look, look. <laughs> 
can't find my pen. Damn it, where's that pen? Uh, Jesus, I would sign a bill right now to give black reparations and give the gays a place to go party where they can hold their drag queens' nursery rhymes. But I can't find a pen out in world hunger. If I could only find that pen. Well, I guess we can't. President, so shut up, shut up. We want to go outside, fat. Right, I'm big and bad. They didn't want to get attitude because you told yeah. them we got pin right there, mother. So the debt selling, work requirements also like they want to, they want to make workers, they want to make people who get food stamps do more to get their food stamps. Uh, COVID money, they want you know unspent COVID money to come back. It ain't been spent. Oh, you should have spent it. We're going to keep it. We're going to get that back, baby. So, yeah, it's a bunch of shenanigans. Every time they act like they can't do it, and then at the last minute, miraculously, they find a way mm-hmm. to, to meet the budget and make things continue. Because, see, one thing they know is if they f- default on that and people yeah. have to lose their jobs, right. your ass is not getting reelected. So by the grace of, by the skin of, the, of their teeth, they somehow come up with a way. Mm-hmm. They come up with a way. Was there all along. And they were going to do that all along. Mm-hmm. It's a game, baby. It is. Drama. Well, let's keep it moving. Fuck. All right. Okay, so um, <coughs> Republican primary candidates are announced. <laughs> That's it? Okay. Um <laughs> I guess, you know what, because we're going to... Look, the names on this list, it's like 9, 10. Why? <laughs> okay. Right. If someone remarked in my comment section, they said, Tim Black, these people run, they run to raise money for their packs. It's an opportunity to raise dough. They ain't no chance in hell winning. I, I got nine people. This I, do, I don't even have Larry Elder's punk ass on here. Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah, Larry Elder. Ugh. He's also here, so that's 10. I got Trump's DeSantis, Michael Pence. Stop right there. That should be it. <laughs> no Nikki, no Scott. I actually could have stopped it, too. Yeah. Ron DeSantis raised a lot of money oh. in, like, 24 hours. Yeah. Was it, like, $8 million? It was a lot. I don't yeah. know how much it was, but it was a lot. They said it was an amazing amount. And that's crazy considering the fact that his announcement didn't go smoothly. It was like yeah, he did it on he did it on Twitter and somehody had a malfunction, a technical glitch, which actually gave them even more publicity. So I don't even know if it was a glitch, you know. Sort of like Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. Seems to work out better because <laughs> it becomes something we talked about. Oh. For the next 25 years. <laughs> it says here, Ron DeSantis raised $8.2 million in the first 24 hours after launching his presidential campaign. And that was actually more than Trump. Woo! That was more, well, I mean, Trump hasn't, you know, officially Yeah, but you mean it, last, but, um, you mean when in, he in first announced. the time frame. Okay. Right, the, when he first ran, exactly. This was 24 hours, 8.2. Um, Trump, I don't even think he had that much in like three months. Wow! Of running so. Hey, well, if money is running, if money counts, hey, give it up for Mrs. Black because that's her. 
That's a good one right there, yeah. So, Taking this serious. Look at you. Oh, I just want to give some some good information that you know, solid information here. So. Some real, some Absolutely. no no fake news, no fake news. That's so right. so guys, if if this, if you're judging by money, which is a good barometer, right? Seems like Republicans are pretty invested in DeSantis, the Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I hear black people going, hey, DeSantis, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, he's not for you. Uh, yeah, what is wrong are. with you? Oh, yeah, you poor coon. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not saying Biden is, but we're talking about DeSantis right now. <laughs> Stop pretending. No one's for you, okay? No one's for anyone, first of all, but especially not your ass. The rest of these people, what is Nikki Haley doing? Why, Nikki? Like you said, raising money. Raising money. I'm the most uninteresting person in the world. <laughs> oh, I saw something that was hilarious about Tim Scott's uninteresting ass. Like he Tim Scott is a notorious buck dancing sellout. And I mean that with all due love and respect. <laughs> this guy, man. He is the, he's the, I'm colorblind. Want the whole world to be colorblind like me. Everybody should be colorblind. He don't want to run on race. He don't want to mention race. He doesn't want to talk about race. And this launching of his campaign, he's like, I'm not a, I'm not a black man. I'm a man. I'm an American. And the GOP's like, yo, Come on, Blackie, be black. We need you to be black, Blackie. You're the only black senator in the GOP. Use it. What is wrong with you? The white people are telling, the, the white insiders of the GOP are telling Tim Scott, you got to black it up, man. We need you to be a black man and pour some votes. This shit you usually do, we like when you usually do it, when you tap dance and throw sand upon the ground and start doing your... Better not bring your kids. Usually people like that. But in this instance, you get to be black, man. We need you to be a black man this time. That'll make you be able to hurt Biden, dum-dum. He's like, he's like freaking out because he don't hear used to being black. So it's like, and the saddest part about it is, it's all because of our political BS, right? Tim Scott grew up in a, Poor-ass family in South Carolina, man. He's, he talks about discrimination. He used to talk about discrimination and all the shit he's been through, which is what a lot of black folks do. They start off real, and then once they get that deal, get that bag, they start moving to, the, moving to another direction. That's exactly what Tim Scott did. If you read his book from what I heard, he's a real brother. But a real brother would not be elected in the Republican Party. So he has to morph into this other thing. But it's hilarious that he that now they're like, no, no, go ahead, be black, because he's still stuck in I'm 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 colorblind. He's still on that old <laughs> Republicans used to say that in like nineteen ninety, we were colorblind society. It's a colorblind I don't even see color. Are you black? I can't even tell. My brother, you my good brother. And now they're like, nah, man, this a lot has happened. You know. George Floyd. You know, 
Breonna Taylor, Barack Obama, something, 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 something. So they want Tim Scott to take advantage of it. He's just not the guy to do it. And guess what? Neither is Larry Elder. Krispy Kreme Christy, he run into to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> it comes down to Trump and DeSantis. <clears throat> Trump, of course, Trump, what Trump has running for him is he has a strong, a strong, dedicated base. And he is a publicity machine, man. That little bit of money, it sounds like a lot of money, right? Donald Trump gets earned media. Last time he got like, I don't know, five billion, I don't know, billions of dollars worth of free publicity. It'll eat the hell out of Ron DeSantis' eight million. Because as CNN proves, ain't no, uh, ain't no rules, man. Ain't no allegiance to nothing. Uh, whatever makes money for us, that's what we're going to do. And they proved that already by having that Trump town hall against the wishes of the so-called vocal center. center. So that's what Trump has going for him. He knows how to generate publicity, and he has a loyal base. For DeSantis to win, he'd have to be able to get Trump's people. He has to get Trump's people without, without pissing them off. He has, to, he has to somehow thread the needle and say, I'm the upgrade to Trump. But Trump's a good guy, but he's not good enough. He's not good for this moment. It's like he's got to thread the needle. He can't criticize Trump, really. He has to keep Trump, like, what? Yeah, but it's, it's got to, like, he can't, he can't dog Trump out. He can't say Trump's horrible. Because mm-hmm. that'll turn off millions of Trump people that he would need mm-hmm. to be Biden. So it's like, it's a, it's a hard task. It's, it's difficult. Yeah, because he can't win without Trump's people. And he can't get the nomination if he can't beat Trump. (laughs) So there that goes. So, uh, yeah. All should be interesting in the next year and a half. Fun times. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Oh, poor guy. But like I said, we know he ain't running. He's not running because he thinks he'll win. He's running the... Build up some code. Build up his, build up his, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We'll keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay, our next story is Wanda Sykes dunks on Dave Chappelle. What's wrong with you, Wanda? A comedian named Wanda Sykes. First of all, I like Wanda Sykes. I think Wanda Sykes is funny. She's funnier than me. But Wanda Sykes is part of the machine, and Wanda can't keep it 100. She's up here saying, she put out a Netflix special, a new one. I haven't watched it. I read articles and interviews as she was going on a press tour for her special. And of course, since she is a, since she's a gay woman, well, a lesbian, married to a married woman, married to another woman, they had to ask her all these awkward questions. Yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, even though I don't even see why gay folks should have to answer for trans issues. You know, they don't make really sense. It's not the same, right? Those are, anyway, but okay. 
She's got to answer these questions. And she's like, of course, concerned with her career, I would think. And unfortunately, people don't see it that way. They think that, oh, this is just her being righteous. I think Wanda doesn't want to get uh, really thrown under the bus. So anyway, she said some things that I disagree with. She said that Don, she said that Dave Chappelle's uh, jokes, jokes, not his mandate to do something like uh, eradicate trans trans people, but his jokes during his comedy special did a lot of damage to the trans community. <clears throat> Folks, I just I just disagree. Uh just just sounds like uh sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Wanda Sykes says that Dave Chappelle damaged the trans community. He did so much damage uh with it with the closer. They were hurtful and damaging. We're talking about jokes. Jokes are hurtful and damaging. I just don't, I just, I disagree 100%, man. I liked your Twitter response. Yeah, man, like, folks, there are jokes, there are black jokes, white jokes, Asian jokes, Latino jokes, Mexican jokes, Muslim jokes, Christian jokes, fat jokes, skinny jokes, old jokes, young jokes. We joke about everything and all things. Uh, jokes about hot pockets. Some people like hot pockets. We got jokes about them. We got jokes about everything, sports, everything, any and everything. But if you joke about LGBTQ, all of a sudden now you're being mean. All of a sudden now it's not a joke. It's hurtful and damaging. Bullshit. Part of being America, being a part of America is as having jokes told about your ass. Mountain pot. I, I thought that's what it was. And if anything, in my opinion, when Dave Chappelle was making trans jokes, it took the mystique behind it away. They became just like regular people that you could talk about and we could all talk about. Yeah. Especially in the way he did it. Like the trans person in his fiction, well, I guess it was a factual story, whatever, but the trans person in his closer was a real person, and I began to see that person in a, like a nuanced way, like from the way he described. But, um, like, yeah, you ain't, you ain't got to like Dave Chappelle. I tell people all the time, you don't have to like him, but I respect what he's done for comedy. But shame on you, Wanda Sykes, for saying that he damaged trans people. And shame on the dumbass that was in my comment section the other day telling me that somehow it's wrong to talk about trans people because they're dying. Motherfucker, we all dying. You know who's dying more than trans people? Black men. Okay? And uh, I don't see you being upset about it. This was a black guy mad about trans jokes as if the jokes are killing them. It ain't the jokes killing them. It's pissed off men that are violent, probably. Lovers or some shit. And drugs and a society that makes them feel like they don't belong. But that's not because of the jokes. I don't think it was. Anybody that puts their hands on anyone else that hurts anyone else deserves to go to jail. That's a separate thing. So now you're saying Dave Chappelle is, or anyone else that makes jokes, is condoning someone being killed? Come on, man. Come on, man. 
No one, no one had a problem with Dave Chappelle was talking about crack babies, black crack babies. No one cared when he when he talked about when he dressed up as a black man and made fun of black men. Every other joke was about black people, and I don't remember seeing a single LGBTQI person go, "Oh my God, this is this, we need to do something. We need to stop." And Netflix didn't go on strike. Comedy Central didn't shut down, and you know, no one wanted to boycott Comedy Central because Dave Chappelle was throwing black people under the bus. He had a skit called The Niggas. No one got upset when he did the pee on your thing with Rick James or, or R. Kelly, or when he did make fun of Rick James, or what all the other stuff he did. We just laughed it off. So keep laughing, motherfuckers. Keep laughing like you was laughing before. Or not. But don't say he's 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 contributing to some weirdo or some violent person in denial about their sexuality that hurts somebody because they are bigoted, weird, violent, psycho. Come on, man. Take it to the extreme. That is just Yeah. You gonna put blood on somebody's hands because they said a joke, man. We should never be able to joke about women because women die like hotcakes at the hands of men. So we should never be able to joke about women in any way because women get killed all the time. See how, see how dumb that sounds? Making a joke about women does not give some guy the artillery, the uh, the ammunition to go out and do something or the, the go ahead. or con- It's not condoning violence against women. See how dumb and ludicrous that sounds? Saying that black people don't tip, does that mean you should be able to go kill us, right? That's a running joke, isn't it? About black people don't like leaving, don't like leaving tips. And about the, the time. Not being being late on, on not right. being the on time. time. Does mm-hmm. that give employers a reason not to hire us? Right. See what you're creating. You're right. creating this thing where nothing can be joked about right. because there's always going to be racist and violent people and sexist. And you can't. Don't take away all our fun because we got some morons. You can't take away all our fun. The re- You're taking away the last reasons to live in this shithole based on the actions of the very, very small amount of people who do things that are illegal for which they should be jailed for. If not <laughs> dealt with. So... I don't know, Mrs. Black. Uh, that's why I take Wanda Sykes, you know, words so, so, uh, it's insulting. But <clears throat> I, also, I also know, I also believe she only said it because if she said anything else, the whole community would turn on her, at least the ones in the press. But sort of like Target. Be, be you know, be a, don't be a hypocrite. That's all. Don't be a hypocrite. So, Wanda, I don't want to hear you talk about black people no more. Don't do it. When you talk about your little French girlfriend, your French wife, don't turn around then make jokes about black men or black women. Because now, if you're saying saying we can't make trans or gay jokes, don't you make jokes about black people. Pick. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to say that, I don't want to hear you out your mouth no more of your halfway funny routines about niggas. Cut it out. And everybody should say that. But see, I'm saying it for you because everybody don't have the heart to say that. They act like what she said is fine and that no one should be upset with it. But Wanda makes black jokes 
And if she does it unflinchingly, cut it out. All right. Yep, that deserves a clap. And I just want to point out something that you mentioned as well. Um, when uh, Dave Chappelle told his story about um, his trans, per, this trans person, um, there was love in it because that particular person, I believe, passed away. And that particular person had a child. And Dave assisted this child financially. So there is no hate, you know, towards this, this, the, the, these human beings first. You know, like you said, they are jokes. They're jokes. So. Well said on your part too, Mrs. Wright. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. On to the next. On to the next. All right. Um, Oath Keeper sentenced. And Matt Walsh. Yeah, I'm trying to find this fucking. I brought this over here. (laughs) That might be mine. I think that's my all of my. Those are my papers. (laughs) She gave me papers, y'all. Sifting through my papers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. They are not confidential, though. I got something for Matt Walsh. Is that it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, Cat Whatever. You said this is the first time TBTV has showed up on your feed for months. <laughs> and and they're a sub. They're a sub. <clears throat> wow. I know. Sometimes YouTube can be a little janky. Look, sometimes, oh, sometimes, get up for Mrs. Black trying to hold hey. it down for a brother while he was over there doing stuff. Hello, <laughs> 1982. I see you. <laughs> I see you. My bad, guys. But this is um, I find this part kind of interesting. It's it's important, right? So this guy Stuart Rose. So I reported on this about the uh, Oath Keeper. They got sentenced. And this is crazy, okay, because uh, a lot of people have been talking about him. What you got? You got your, that's what you need? So, Stuart Rhodes, he's the Oath Keeper founder, right? Oath Keeper founder guy who got sentenced to 18 years. A lot of people were upset about it. <clears throat> I had some people who were commenting about it. They were like, Tim, this don't make sense. This is preposterous that they would get this guy 18 years. And I think maybe from the face value, you could come away with that, right? Mm. I don't even think he went inside the Capitol. Like, <clears throat> so part of that, part of the critique about the, the sentencing was that this guy didn't do anything that was so detrimental to society. And, and uh, one of the people that commented about this is Matt Walsh. Now, Matt Walsh is solidly on the right. He's a right-wing commentator who works for the Daily Caller, Ben Shapiro joint. Mm. And I did not know this guy had such a huge audience. A lot of people consume, like millions of people, watch Matt Walsh. His analysis of Stuart's Rose was comical. Mm, I'm sure. It was, I mean, only, only funny if you like horror stories. Because he was comparing, he was comparing this to like, 
I don't know, BLM protests. Everything is compared to BLM protests. He was comparing the Capitol invasion to BLM protests. And I, I want to, I don't want to just say he's a racist ass and he's a, a gaslighter, though I do believe he is. I don't want to say that because then we can't have a conversation. So Matt, here, here we go, Matt. First, let's clarify the nature of the crimes here. Though you may like Stuart Rhodes and think Stuart Rhodes is a great guy, Stuart Rhodes, his conviction was for sedition. Sedition, Johnson. Now, sedition, what's the title? The, the, the definition of sedition is trying to overthrow the government. <laughs> I got a definition somewhere here. Oh, it's here. Uh, what is sedition's conspiracy? The seditious conspiracy law was enacted after the Civil War to deter Southerners from conspiring against the U.S. government. The crime occurs when two or more people conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force those in power. Sedition has rarely been charged in the United States. So there goes our problem, Matt. You like calling what happened on January 6th a riot. That's the problem. He's not charged with rioting. <laughs> we have to start with the definition. You got to start with the word. The, the, definition of, the definition of the words that we use matter, yep. particularly in this. So I know you want to equate it to BLM, a BLM uh, protest that went awry that people burnt cars, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened at January 6th when they went inside the Capitol. And the purpose of them going in the Capitol was to do what? To overturn an election. That's sedition. <laughs> That's not you upset. Like, so BLM, a BLM protest that gets out of hand is, it's akin to somebody punching the wall because they're upset. They're upset about a ruling. A cop got off. A cop killed a black person. They kick a police car. Different. Still wrong. Still against the law. Not the same thing as breaking into a federal building in the U.S. Capitol where people are who have to get security to protect them. Whether you believe that's a good thing or not, it's a different charge. That is a different situation. Some people should say, what's the ultimate charge for sedition? You know, they wanted more than 20 years. They wanted 25 years for Stuart Rhodes. Mm. Not 18. So he got a lighter sentence than the judge was capable of giving him. Could have gave him more time. Gave him less time. His own son, by the way, thinks he should have been given the full amount of time so he's never released. Stuart Rhodes' son agrees with the judge and thinks the judge was too lax. But hey, he ain't the judge. That ain't how our process is done. I just want to throw that out there because I, I didn't see Matt Walsh Walsh mentioned that part that he could have got more time <clears throat> if you're trying to destroy the government of the United States which is something I've seen a lot of people on the right try to minimize they want to minimize what the intentions were they were there to help Trump stay in office that's akin to overthrowing the government it's not blocking traffic, dude. 
It's not throwing a brick at a building or brick at a window. It's not a smash and grab at Target. Like Matt Walsh compared, <laughs> compared not only apples to oranges, like apples to sushi. And his audience let him get away with it. He went on to argue, Matt went on to argue that many violent criminals pose an ongoing threat to the fabric of our society. That's true. I agree with him. Some of our criminals do. But see, why those individuals cause immense harm, they typically do not seek to dismantle the very structures of our nation. They're people that don't pay their taxes. It's against the law. They're trying to get away with paying without paying taxes. They are not trying to destroy the tax system. <laughs> They're not trying to blow up the Federal Reserve. They're not trying to take out the Internal Revenue Service. See, there's a difference, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. All crime is not identical just because it's crime. The founder of the Oath Keepers, a group with demonstrated anti-government agenda, Rose actions sought to subvert the U.S. constitutional order. This is heavy shit. There was one part where Judge Meadow, who handed down the verdict, or the sentence, <clears throat> um, said something about never before had they had someone who had done this level of treachery. Something like that. I forget the exact words. Um, she never encountered such an ongoing threat Someone who was such an ongoing threat. It wasn't a dismissal of all previous criminals, though. It, was, it wasn't like, okay, this is the worst guy I've ever dealt with. No, this, is, this guy's intentions. There are some people that really are patriots, Matt. I know you're not one of them. But there are some people that are very patriotic. And they feel if you're trying to overthrow the government, you're lucky to get time. You, got to, you should have had to walk the bridge. I forget what that exactly. I, I hope I'm using that the right term, but uh, walk the plank. Walk the plank. Yeah. Yeah, like once upon a time, people who betrayed the government were shot. Just Treason. saying. That's that it. Treason. Treason. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So technically, I think that's what it is. <laughs> but okay. When you want to destabilize democracy which is what Stuart Rhodes, the Oath Keepers, wanted to do. The transition of power, of power is, is what keeps our phony-ass democracy running. <laughs> like, I got questions about if we have a real democracy. Okay, I do. But let's get something straight. If a bunch of black guys decided they wanted to overthrow the government, they would not be expected to come home for Christmas. I'm just saying... But it's just the epitome of like privilege where you think a group of guys could plan for months to overthrow the, the function of a government. The United States fail, get caught, have evidence that they tried to do that. And then they get time. You're going, this is too much time. You should have got less time. Because this guy, these blacks jaywalked, and these these Hispanics, they 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 were operating without a license over here. Like, come on, man. You argue that January sixth is over, and it can't happen again. And you bet it won't happen again. But to make sure it doesn't happen again, they want to make sure the person that did it this time 
We'll send a clear message. That's how shit works. See, it's not solely about what happened on January 6th. It's about what's going to happen next time. Because let's be, let's be real. So white guys got upset because shit didn't go their way. That's going to happen again. And now there's a precedence being set that, hey, this is what you do. Go to the Capitol, overpower the guards, and take it over. I think I think that uh, America is very is in a very volatile situation right now. I wish that more people were were under would see it that way. These are some entitled white guys, man. They feel like, hey, if if, if the guy the guy I want doesn't get elected, I'm gonna do some shit. We probably. <laughs> A lot of black people felt that way the entire time they've been in this country. <laughs> and, and that includes Obama being elected too. Some of us saw through Obama on the, at the gate. The fact that he was twice as, twice as qualified as Bush um, doesn't change the fact that he really had no black agenda. That's the that's reason why he got elected. But that's another story. It's another story. The point is, if being upset with the outcome of an election is enough for you to be able to try to change that, dog, that's going to happen and keep happening. So for, for Matt Walsh to say, hey, this is probably, you know, this will never happen again and there's no reason to give him 20, almost 20 years, uh, he led the organization. If a guy under him got 12, what's he supposed to get if he's the boss? Come on, man. Can we pretend to be accountable here? If the guy under him got 12 years, what's he supposed to get? It's the link, the ringleader. A, tr- <laughs> a tracking bracelet. Yeah, that's what it's. <laughs> this is black as white. It should have got a tracking bracelet, right? An ankle bracelet. <laughs> GPS monitoring. A stern oh, talking to. House arrest. Yeah. A stern talking to from Mitch McConnell. And- he should have gotten more years. He should have gotten that 25 if that was the limit. Oh, and by the way, guys, contrary to what you hear from the right, people that do riots or people that riot after police have gotten away with killing someone, those people get tracked down and they get they they are put through the judicial system. Just because you didn't see it happen, some of them go to jail. People go to jail. They catch you on GPS. They got you on monitors. They got you, you know, they got cameras everywhere. They track down people. They lock them up. People go to jail for shit they do. It's not always publicized. Mm. So I would just, I would not just jump to the conclusion that people do things and nothing happens to them. Mm. First of all, that's not how it works. It's not how, it's not how justice works. So-called justice is not, did someone else go to jail? You, you're talking to the wrong people. About that shit. And I gotta say, bro, this idea that we don't have enough incarceration in America is crazy. We're the most incarcerated Western country, country in the West, bar none. Like, 5% of the world population, 20% of the world's prisoners, right here in the United States. And I got this kooky guy. Working for Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh said, we're not hard enough on crime. When what universe are we not hard enough on crime? 
Jail sucks. The problem is, as Chris Rock, Chris Rock said, life sucks too. That's what you forget. And you're not trying to fix life. So you really should be fine with crime because if you don't want to give a guy a fishing rod, a lake to fish in, or something, he's going to have to steal fish because fish tastes good and you need it to live. Why does a valid conversation be had here about consistency when it comes to sentencing? I agree, man. That, that white cop, Potter, who shot that black kid in the chest when she said she was reaching for her taser, her ass should still be in jail. Sort of like that black cop who accidentally shot the white woman who walked up on the walked up on the cruiser was in jail for like six years. Potter got less than less than two years. Yeah, so I, yeah, I agree with you with, about our sentencing being whack, but not in the case of Rhodes. Rhodes got off lucky. Somebody saw their uncle in him or something. They saw someone had sympathy on his ass. So, Matt, we need to step back and take a look at the bigger picture. We're talking, to, we're talking about a man who stood at the helm of a committee of an organization whose goal was to overthrow our government. And the fact that he can see his kids when they want to come see him. I think that says we're lenient. Not animalistic as you, you know, as you describe. And who's to say he's even going to see that? Apparently in your notes it says there's an appeal that's being filed on his behalf. Yeah, Matt went so far to say we need to bring back the death penalty further. See, that just goes to show you, Matt didn't care about justice. We all know that the death penalty is unfairly meted out to black people, even when we commit the same crimes as white folks. Even to bring that up, to bring up reality, like numbers bothers Matt. It bothers the right when I bring up numbers. It's always an excuse. He's saying we should, we should have the death penalty for drug traffickers. Well, you know what, Matt? <clears throat> Stuart Rhodes got 18 years. Just be glad Stuart Rhodes gets to go home if he lives long enough. And, 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 and also, also, guys, let's keep it a buck. If Trump gets reelected, he'll probably pardon him. If DeSantis gets elected, there's less of a chance, but he probably will pardon him. And at some point, some Republican will win again, if it's not this term, if it's not the next election, maybe the one after. Because that's how our shit goes. Mm-hmm. One of those Republicans will probably let this guy out. But it should require that. It should require that. Stop comparing two things that don't go together just because your base likes you talking that bullshit. BLM. And comparing it to, really, Jordan Ely? Really? Um, I don't know what to say. It's uh, I mean, I know you guys. You guys are just on this thing about Jordan Neely and Daniel Penny. <clears throat> you know, well, look. If you said if you think it's okay for Daniel Penny to met out justice on the subway train, you should have no problem with a judge meting out justice in a fucking courtroom. 
All right, that's it. I, that's all on that. I know we got at least one more thing left, right? Sean King. Ooh! <laughs> Sean King. Taco Max. What's up, bro? That's hard on. That's hard. You gave me something. You gave me a lot on Sean King. You got some Sean King stuff? <laughs> some Sean King, man. This brother, man. Look, man. Hey. You know, people are comparing me to Sean King now in my comment section. You guys do not know what race hustling is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tim's a race hustler. Really? There's good people on both sides. <laughs> Sean King said he has back problems. Chronic pain. Chronic pain. Your brother Sean is going through it. Newsroom reports that King has been diagnosed with a nerve condition that he claims leaves him unable to do even the, to do even the most routine movements without excruciating, excruciating pain. <clears throat> So he's got like a fundraiser trying to raise funds. He said his insurance will not cover the procedures mm-hmm. that they say they could do that they, that they could do or whatever. I don't know. What, I don't know. To relieve this pain. To relieve yeah. the pain. I know for a fact. Some some folks that he has worked with in the past have had a problem with the way that he handles fundraisers. I haven't spoken to him to these issues because I haven't talked directly with the people who have made the allegations. But Tamir Rice's mom was one of those people. Said that Sean King raised a lot of money off the death of her child and did not compensate the family. It's horrible. Like, I don't have information enough to say, right? If, if I knew for a fact that's the case, I could be a lot more vocal. Because that is one of the hardest things to say about somebody, to criticize somebody. They would take advantage of a, of a parent who lost a son or a daughter. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. But there have been questions and allegations, and I think the Daily Beast did a write-up about some fundraising or I don't know I know he puts up I know I I know he has confidential agreements with people that formerly work with him and uh, NDAs Sean you're untrustworthy man I do know this and that's based on all the shit that's going on going around about you I don't know if I don't know if you are a bad guy I don't know I do know when I asked you to help me, you wouldn't help my black ass. That I do know. And I didn't ask you for money. I do know that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help your ass. You never helped me that one time. You don't owe me shit, I don't owe you shit. People say you're a scumbag. I think you did something to earn that reputation. I don't think people are just making it up. To run your name in the dirt. 
I know that you make a lot of money doing what you do. I wonder where all the money went. People say, oh, Sean King has went to Walt Disney World every year for the last 15. I don't know what kind of, I, I, I can't even take my people to the Disney World. I wish I could do that. Must be nice. I'm not saying that means that you're rich. A $40,000 dog does, though. Occipital neurologia. Occipital. 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 Okay. What you? <laughs> what she said? Occipital. Neuralgia. What is that? It says it is a condition in which the occipital nerves, the nerves that run through the scalp, are injured or inflamed. This causes headaches that feel like severe piercing, throbbing, or shock-like pain in the upper neck, back of the head, or behind the ears. This is what he's been diagnosed with. Um, apparently, people have also been saying he raised thousands of dollars a few years ago to do some mountain climbing events. So he's been um, putting his body through a, a, a lot of stuff. Now his body's putting him through some stuff. The insurance apparently cannot take care of um, the cost of this procedure, so he took to Twitter and appealed um, for some funds. And folks were like, you know, this is shady as soon as, he's, as they saw the Venmo and the Cash App and, you know, all of these other, um, you know, funding platforms to uh, help, his, help his family out or help him out to, to get mm -hmm. this work done. Wow. Hey, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. Once, once again, what I said, but perception matters. And the perception is that Sean King has been less than forthcoming about a number of things. And that's the problem. If this is true, I feel for you, bro. Because that's the kind of guy I am. But if it's not true, um, Maybe that's just the last straw because he's cried wolf so many times. Dude, why would you be selling hoodies for $150? Yeah. Come on, man. There goes Tim talking about shit when he shouldn't. Look, dude, it's a couple of people. For the record, guys, there are a couple of people in the so-called progressive movement or whatever this space is who have uh, been on my shit list and I haven't been able to say anything about it. But as they fall, I will be there to say something as they fall. It's not that I wish it. I'm not going to contribute. I'm not going to be the one that creates your dissension. But I will be very happy to see it. Because some of you are scumbags. Sean King, you're part of that group. He's one of them. And, I, you know, it's so, so... I just, I'm just trying to avoid litigation. And I just want to caveat all this by saying, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. But I do know this nigga had $150 hoodies. That I do know. I feel bad about putting $40 on a hoodie. And those are not ones I printed up myself. Those are ones where I only end up getting 10 bucks or seven bucks from it. I'm like, damn, should I put $40 on this? $150 for what? 
What does it say? Does it talk? Is it an AI hoodie? There's something to lie in his pockets. But at but the end again, of the, yeah. Again, no, no, we no. don't know. For, allegedly, allegedly, you know, allegedly, um, there were pictures of him in the hospital with his with the uh, scrubs on, giving a thumbs up. Um, you know, it's not so much as that. If is he telling the truth about his back pain? He mm-hmm. may be, mm-hmm. but you ain't got no money, dog. Maybe that's the question. Or is he one of these Democrats who feels like he's done so much for the community, he don't have to have no expenses. Pass them all on to the people. And if people want to do it, let them do it. I think people have had enough, though. I think this tweet kind of broke the camel's back. Uh, and um, a lot of... He's got a million people on Facebook mm-hmm. who follow him, who listen, who... You know... Mm-hmm. Just dedicated supporters. Dedicated supporters mm-hmm. who think that he is the person who's going to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And he's got a captive audience. And if they want to give to him, I guess they can. That's that's it. Let's do that. Right. But as a news story, I'm like shit. It's gotten a lot of attention. Yeah. And just a lot of a lot of folks seem not to be falling for it. For what I from what I've seen. Stop making it about the right and the left. It's not about the right. It's like people just can smell BS. Mm-hmm. Has what they call him? Alexander. What they call him? Alexander Scamilton. <laughs> <laughs> some boy. of the tweets. Let's go. Let's go to some of the fun stuff. Ah. Uh, the boy who cried. Crowdfunder. <laughs> The boy that crowd, the boy that cried, crowdfunder. And then they have um, I, this one is just. Oh. <laughs> Sean King is something, that. and there's a picture of uh, uh the Santos, George the Santos. <laughs> Someone said he's talking about suicide. Yeah, he had mentioned that this condition pushes has pushed some people into the direction of being suicidal. This sounds like scumbag activity. Yeah. Sean King is truly an abysmal, shameless person. He has collected millions over the last eight years or so by his own accounting. Millions. He bought a dog that cost forty grand. Now go. this forty this forty thousand dollar dog was supposed to be a guard dog because he didn't believe in purchasing guns. And then apparently he gave the dog back or something. And folks were like, well, what happened to the money? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what happened to the money? Gave the dog back. Uh, I guess it caused too much controversy. And somebody says, Sean King <laughs> needs to ask all of his celebrity friends to help him out and leave us the hell alone. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, get your, get your celebrity friends to help you out. Not me searching... Got me searching Twitter for Sean King mountain climbing and seeing years of tweets with receipts. This Woo! man is the ultimate scammer grifter. So, Sean, we send you our prayers. You know, if you are 
in this condition. We don't condone or, you know, we don't want to see any human being <laughs> suffering or in pain. Someone called him. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone called him W.E.B. The Bleach. <laughs> Keep reading it. W.E.B. The Bleach was still the enamel off your teeth. <laughs> Scamming till the end. News One, did you know what you're doing to your brand by backing this shit? Ugh. News One. What's wrong with you? Come on, man. W.E.B. The Bleach. Talcum X. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy, nothing. No, rich guy. Sean King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little humor there. I bet you somehow, just like magic, Sean's going to come up with the money to do this. Just like magic, yeah. somehow he'll work it out without right. your hard-earned money. Yeah. Without your hard-earned money. Man, I can, you know what, man? Here's the thing, man. Independent media itself, and then there's corporate media, and there's legacy media, whatever you want to call it. It's a lot of circle jerking going on. But, uh, yeah. Tell the truth about Sean King, man. Tell the truth. This guy is leeching off. He's a he's a parasite. These are just my opinions. I don't know if he is or not, but he appears to be a parasite. $40,000 damn guard dog. Get Samira Rice her money. Yeah, that is too sad. That's beyond sad. Break it off. Break it off some money. And clear it up. Man, I, I do know what it's like for people to accuse you of shit that ain't true. So I want to leave room for that. Because I've been accused of shit that ain't true. Motherfuckers are disrespectful, too. They'll be like, I don't even want to go there. But, uh, yo. Come on. Come on, Talcum X. Just want folks to be discerning is all. Come on, lying, Richie. <laughs> <sighs> what else we got? That's it. Oh, uh, we're going to be talking about The Color Purple, the new one. They're going to do a remake of The Color Purple, and that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to covering it. I started watching The Color Purple just because I never watched the whole thing. I'm three-quarters of the way through. Mm -hmm. I just want to say this. To the person in my comment section who's a really a cool person, so I'm not going to say your name. I know you mean well. Shh. Shh. Don't tell me to just get over it. It's for women. Just be quiet. Yo. The Color Purple came out in like 85, 86. Yeah. Back then, there wasn't that many movies about black people. And every black man in this movie is shit. Except for Harpo. Even Harpo tried to. Even he was an asshole. He had no backbone. <laughs> he, had no backbone. he had no consistency. He was, he, man. Every guy, everybody, everybody. If there was a movie where every black woman was shit, black woman would be mad at us for putting that out. If there was a movie where every white person, you know, I've watched slave movies. 
where they gave us a redeeming white person. There's not a redeeming black man in this shit. And this ain't a slave movie. But there's not a redeeming black man in the entire movie. I'm three quarters of the way through. We got child abusers, woman abusers, just plain abusive, just, just it's horrible, man. Every guy. And it's about 10 guys. And none of them are good people. None. So, yeah. Maybe you don't care because it's not happening to you. Isn't that how it always is? Oh, just come on, Tim. Be quiet. It's it's just for the woman. It's a, no, it's for black women. Back in 85, one a lot of movies for black women. It's a big deal. The only way to give a black woman movie where they can tell a story is if they threw us under the bus in the process. People are dumb, man. They don't understand historically what movies have done to us, done to black people, how it's depicted us. The stereotypes, the black exploitation. You don't know what you're talking about, white lady. You don't know. Why talk? I love you, but Jesus Christ. You can't stop comparing black people and white people's shit. It's a difference. We were furniture. You weren't. Everything else after that makes it different. Do you understand Black women had no control over their bodies. Black men had no control over their bodies. Get it? I don't get it. I don't get it. I, don't get it. I remember going on trips with my family, and we would have to pull over to the side of the road, and I had to go pee in the bushes because my parents did not want to risk stopping at a gas station because they don't know what kind of white people we're going to run into. And I got you telling me about black people. Well, that's not been your life. You don't even fathom. You have no call of reference at all of what we're talking about. And when black people are having these conversations, we're almost asking you to step in. No one's like, hey, what do you think, Susan? We're talking amongst ourselves, and you jump in and don't have any context and want to give you a white perspective. Though, you've never had to pack a bunch of food in your car when you took your kids to King's Dominion because you was afraid to stop and buy food. There is no book white people had to have so they could know what places were safe to stop at. You don't even know what you're talking about. And this ain't the 1800s. This ain't the early 1900s. It's like 1978, 1980-something. This shit's still going on today. But you gotta be a part of everything. You have to keep talking. Eli, my brother, I respect your comment, man. You say we want black people and white people to get past some shit. Yeah, be nice. It doesn't help that white people keep on jumping in black conversations, not asking questions to understand, but talking from their own experience. I don't go to white pages and tell white people what to think about white life. I don't relate to it. I don't dictate to them what their life is or what they're fucking they're thinking. It's and, and, and do you realize us even having to have that conversation to explain this to you? It's because of racism that I even have to explain why you should mind your fucking business? Because once upon a time, I couldn't, allow, couldn't have business, right? So it's in, in you to not let me have my own business. Get what I'm saying? It's in you innately. Not to let black people have their own business. 
What are they talking about? We got to find out. Where's that come from? I know where it comes from. That's why they had laws that black people could not be in groups of more than two without going to jail, motherfucker. There was no law for white people not to stand together on the corner and talk. <laughs> hey, Billy Bob, how you doing? Earl, you got to go over there because we're, we're, they think we're plotting something. You got to go over there. It's actual laws, man. So anyway, it, it is what it is. So Eli, my brother, you're a good dude. I met Eli in real life. Eli's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I fucks with Eli. He's a good guy. He means well. He, like a lot of other white people that are good people who mean well, I'm like, damn, I just wish we could get past this shit. It's not Eli. It's the dummies. It's the people that think they know stuff when they don't know and they don't look up anything and they don't care to know. And they just look at their lives and say, you just as much opportunity as me. And I say, dog, our kids are getting suspended from school four times the rate of white kids for the same shit. And that goes, it's like I didn't even say anything. It's like, I just told you, our kids, when the black kid does something, he's a, he's a, Gang member waiting to happen. When a white kid does it, oh, boys will be boys. Get it? Today. Right now. That, not 30 years ago. Today, man, it's still happening. Black girl feels a certain kind of way about something. She's in class. Troublemaker. White girl feels the same way. She does something like this. She, gets, she rejects something or says something. Oh, she's strong. She's strong-willed. Hope she doesn't lose that. She's gonna make a good feminist. Stick it up for herself. Black woman. Oh, don't she? So disrespectful. Talking back. Suspended. Today. Today. Now. What's bad is when those kids really fuck up in school, and parents are like, "Not my son. <laughs> Not my child." I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying kids are perfect I'm not saying kids don't do shit they shouldn't do I'm saying statistically the suspensions and when we look at the reasons for suspension you could go look at the reasons for suspension on the other side you gotta almost bring a bomb to school if you're a white kid to get suspended you're a black kid all you gotta do is say bomb that was the bomb oh So it's a lot to fix, Eli. Where should we begin, man? I know where we could start. The Black Table. The Black Table live streams on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on YouTube and Facebook. We ain't got all the answers, but we got a lot of questions. And uh, no one's paying me to say this shit. I got some people that support the channel. If you want to support the show, follow us. Uh, go to, um, shit, where should they go? TimBlackTV.com. And uh, I'm on Patreon. Of course, I got Venmo and PayPal and all that other shit. But I'm not going mountain climbing. And I'm not going to buy a $40,000 dog. And I don't have a lot of celebrity friends either. I got a few. They're not really friends, though. Those people are not my friends. Of all the people I interviewed, what's, one of, what's your top person? Now, don't say that. Don't do that. Okay. 
Because then you're pitting people against. There was some real. You got, it's really kind of hard to compare because you really had some great people on the show. Great conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Some great people. Some great conversations. Some yes. great conversations. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sandy Dirty, I miss talking to that guy. He's a very mm-hmm. smart guy. Absolutely. Dr. Cornell West, I miss you, man. Nina Turner was fun talking to her. Yeah, absolutely. Derek Hamilton was great. Bill Duke. <laughs> I still laugh at that interview. He's funny, man. One of my funnest interviews is with a comedian, Tony. Tony Roberts. Tony Roberts. Yeah, he was funny. And Tony I mean, Roberts was, is hilarious, yeah, man. It was conversational funny. It wasn't no one trying to do anything. It's just how it happened. It's on my YouTube channel. Tony Roberts, comedian Tony Roberts and I, we talked for about an hour and a half. And we were, it was around the time of the Baltimore, the Baltimore, uh, the, the young brother in Baltimore who got Freddie, his spine broken, Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray. Mm-hmm. It was around that time. They called it the Baltimore Uprising. So we talked about some real shit. And he wasn't afraid to talk either. He spoke his mind, Johnson, but he was funny too. And I want to um, give a shout out to Enrique of Florida, Miami, Florida. Enrique. He sent a letter. Oh, okay, yes. So if Enrique. Damn it. Enrique, thank you for your support, brother. Thank you for watching the show. We appreciate you. We got your letter. You're the best, bro. Thank you. Yeah, man, Enrique. See, brothers like Enrique, real brothers, man. Keep the lights on. They do. Gosh. Okay, one bad interview I had was. (laughs) Oh. Do we even say the name? All I remember is we need to ride the train. Is that what you're talking about? You need to ride the train. You need to ride the trains because trains are are fun and you get the scenic route and take a train, Tim Black. Who you said remember this? taking a train? Who? What's her name? Who? Oh God. <laughs> oh God. So oh want, man, she, I forgot she, she said that dumb like shit. The last 10 minutes of the interview. <laughs> I am so sorry. I hey man, you know what up. guys? You know, you meet there's people you build up in your mind about meeting them and talking with them. And that's what makes that painful. Lunel. Damn it, Lunel. Damn it. So rude. You didn't do the prerequisite amount of research about me. I was a journalist back when my I was nineteen. For like two seconds. At the public access. I was at studio. public access. <laughs> she was now I'm posing right for Playboy. No what are you mad at me for? I like you. You know, I'm just joking. You know me. I don't know you, nigga. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know. Just a way of speaking. I know you don't really know me, know me, but you know I got a show, right? No, I don't know. This don't mean me show. <laughs> Damn! It got so bad, her fans was like, why are you beating up on him so badly now? Oh, come on, baby. Okay, baby. Let me stop. What's going on? Yeah, last 10 minutes. Last 10 minutes of the shit. Shitting on me, man. (laughs) So, yeah. 
hardest interview had to be a black woman. I've interviewed some. I interviewed Andrew Yang with his lying ass. He was nicer than you. All right, we gotta go. What I'm gonna sit here talking? It's up here shooting the shit. <laughs> like people don't got things to do on Memorial Day weekend besides hearing me talk about stories. All right, guys, look, 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 look. Tomorrow we uh, tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Send me stories for next week. I know I missed some stuff. Uh, Mrs. Black, thank you so much for being a part of this Happy tonight. Happy to be here. Celebrate, honor tomorrow's. Um, a Memorial Day holiday. I celebrate our, our past veterans who uh, made this country free. <sighs> Best way to honor a vet is not make more of them. Enjoy your week. Be safe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, questions? Where do they send their stories? Uh, TV.com, Easiest one. Did you want to mention something ground? ground news once again ground news once again uh, I'm going to post something everywhere about this I'm just telling you ground news lets you say let you know is this on the left or on the right or in the center and then you could say well let me also check out a center or a middle or a right or a left and you get that name and get there. the full so, so that you know what you're consuming mm-hmm. it's important for me it's, inv- it's valuable as hell Cause I'm like, okay, this is what the right's saying. What's the left saying? What's the center saying? And now I can go to three different sources and know how they're leaning. Cause part of the problem that we have, Eli and others, is that people are consuming consuming news and thinking whatever narrative they're getting is the is no other way it can be told. And there's always another way it can be told. Three people see a car accident. Those three people typically see it a different way. Because they're at different vantage points. And that's not even factoring in money. Because <laughs> they got money on who gets the insurance money. That's it. I'm Tim Black. I'll see you next week. And uh, be good. Be, be kind. Be good to others. Be good to yourselves. Have a good week. Take care. See you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>